Rutherford Issues with Brian Barrett on FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com. On today's show, we're going to catch up with our friends from Stones River Amateur Radio Club. Mark Swikert and Jason Olam join us today, and we're going to find out about Field Day. Uh, guys, welcome in. Glad to have you. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for having us this morning. Absolutely. Good to have you here. So, uh, first of all, when is Field Day? Field Day is coming up in about a week and a half on June the 25th and 26th, uh, Saturday and Sunday, and it's going to be at Sharp Springs Park in Smyrna. Oh, okay. Very good. Uh, I guess, Jason, first things first, um, we, we know the event, but what is the Stones River Amateur Radio Club? Well, it's an amateur radio club here in Rutherford County uh, where a group of hams get together and hold monthly meetings and then do several events throughout the year with Phil Day just being one of them. Okay. Now, when you say hams, tell us what hams are. Amateur radio operators. Okay. Uh, So we're licensed through the FCC uh, to be able to use the radio frequencies that we utilize to communicate with people all across uh, not only the county and the state, but actually around the world as well. That it's it's pretty interesting, I guess, Mark. Where you you can talk to people all over. I mean, there's there's there are no limits, really. <laughs> there there are no limits. Uh, this weekend, I was operating and actually talked to a gentleman in the Azores, uh, off the coast of uh, Portugal. So, uh, you know, he heard me out there and called me, and uh, we had a nice little conversation for a few minutes. Yeah. And, so it's just you never know who you'll talk to. How long have you been a uh, is, hammy's not a word, is it? <laughs> and ham, yeah, hammy. I, I, I like ham. So the uh, I got my ticket in the early '90s. I was going back the other day trying to to pull through some old licenses and, and couldn't find exactly when I got got my license, but it was uh, early '90s. Yeah, really. Now, what about you, Jason? I got licensed in 2014. Okay. So a little more recent, uh, I, I wanted to ask both of you, uh, what, what is it that interests you about um, ham radio? Um, Mark, we'll start with you. I remember as a, a kid, my next door neighbor was a ham radio operator, and I would go over and he had this station set up in his house with all these these big radios that, that were the old tubes style and knobs and you know he had to do a little electronics repair work constantly to keep everything going and that just kind of sparked an interest and i went through the cb phase and got interested in cb radio and realized there was a lot more to to radio communications than that and through some public safety work i've done it's just it's kind of grown from there and i you know i enjoy being able to to use all the different technologies of ham radio what about you jason so i lived through the good friday tornadoes here in murfreesboro oh yeah and for about 48 hours following that we didn't have any communication so no cell phones no house nothing was working so i got to researching ways that i could communicate with friends and family if i was uh in that situation again to where we had no cell phones and that was where i first learned about uh, ham radio so it doesn't rely on the same infrastructure like a cell phone service does we can literally talk from one antenna to another antenna um so so we don't have to rely on the infrastructure so if the uh, cell phones go down 
uh, we we can still communicate. So if your antenna is still there and who you're trying to contact is still there, then you've got a direct line. That is correct. Yeah. And one of the cool things about field day is it gives uh, uh, the amateurs an opportunity to practice running their system, their their radio system, completely off grid. So we're typically running on batteries and solar panels, and there are some guys that will run on generators. So uh, again, going back to that Black Friday tornado. Uh, we were without power for a period of time. So having the batteries and the solar panels uh, and all of this on hand, we you know we don't need any of that infrastructure to be able to communicate. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, again, field day is on the 25th and 26th. Um, it, where it's Har- Sharp Springs, you said. Sharp Springs. So uh, what times are going on out there? So the event actually starts at 1 o'clock on Saturday uh, afternoon and goes through uh, one o'clock on Sunday, but we will be there as early as Friday night, starting to do some preparation and set up. And uh, we've got a contingency of people that'll be there Saturday morning. We're actually given a ham radio test uh, for new people that are wanting to uh, join the community and have been studying to, to get their license. We'll do that at 10 o'clock on Saturday morning and uh, have already got a couple of people signed up. So we should have some new ham operators to be able to put on the air at uh, during field day all right so you've you've kind of piqued my interest in that because that's where i was going to go so for for the person average person out there listening maybe they haven't been in uh, into amateur radio before but maybe they've thought about it but didn't really know how to get started is this a good event to come to just to kind of see this is a great event that will uh will give you a good overview we'll let you get on the radio We'll uh, let you make contacts with other hams locally that kind of mentor, shepherd you through the process. Uh, we can port, point you to the resources and materials to be able to, to independently study, which uh, that's how most hams get their licenses, by independent study and then come and taking a test. We just got through running a class in March where we licensed eight or nine new hams through that, something the club does every uh, spring, so there's a lot of opportunities to to step into ham radio. So, uh, Jason, how how is the test? Tell us. I mean, what what is that like? When you uh, say test, everybody <laughs> kind of freezes up, right? Yeah. Well, I, I do want to expand on something that Mark said. Sure. We do operate a what's called a get on the air station. We'll have a control operator there, so it's a licensed ham radio operator. You could come in and get a feel for it, though. We can actually put you hmm. on the radio even though you don't have the license. Uh, that, that's part of the what we can do as a control operator. So it gives you an opportunity to, to experience firsthand what it's like to sit down in front of that microphone. Okay. Very the, good. The testing, uh, there's three levels of test. Uh, there's a technician, there's a general, and there's an extra. Uh, everybody is different, so it depends. Uh, some people just have more trouble with tests than others. Hmm. Uh, for me, the first two were not very difficult. The last test was a real beast. Uh, so I probably studied for a month before I took uh, that final test. The first test, I think I studied for three or four days before I went and took the test. Oh, wow. Um, this seems to be... Um, 
Well, Mark, talk to me about amateur radio is one of those things where you see interest. It's it's almost like a hobby, but it can be very important in times of disaster, like uh, when Jason mentioned. I mean, there there's a lot of work that the um, amateur radio operators within a local community can do in times of crisis. Exactly. Um, we as the Stones River Amateur Club and partners with our club members that are or in another organization called ARIES, uh, Amateur Radio Emergency Services, actually have relationships with emergency providers in the county to include EMA, the Red Cross, and uh, are able to come in and provide some additional infrastructure should they lose their infrastructure or just some routine operational communications and, and message packs and during an emergency. Uh, I've actually spent time with the U.S. Public Health Service responding to disasters first one I went to was Hurricane Andrew that just wiped out South Florida. Amateur radio was the backbone of communications early in that event before we were able to, to really bring communication networks up and, and provide, we put systems in that communicated over large areas mm. and past vital traffic. Well, and as, as Jason mentioned a few minutes ago, I mean, um, you know, we have different types of ways to communicate but those systems sometimes jason seem a bit fragile like cell phones for instance people would probably actually be shocked at how fragile some of our infrastructure is mm. uh go back to just a couple of years ago during the nashville bombing i when was the just thinking that <laughs> at&t building was targeted and that one building the the outage ran from uh, louisville all the way down to atlanta uh with a huge impact in middle tennessee so there again, you know, one guy with bad intentions in front of the right building, and I had no idea that many um, communication cables ran through that specific building. Uh, so that was that was actually shocking even to me. Mm -hmm. So um, for folks who have thought about it, uh, oh, I did want to ask you one other thing too about. Um, it's not is it a, it's not a call sign i'm thinking top gun right now but well, no, actually it, a it is sign? a call okay. sign all right so when you uh get your license uh from the fcc they just issue you a call sign mine happens to be kd4 eyf and we uh often use a phonetic al alphabet so it would be kilo delta four echo yankee foxtrot and that identifies me can actually go out on the internet and look that up and and find out some some basic information and uh, that's how we know each other and then once we establish that contact using the call sign it goes back to your first name so you know I, I would be talking to Jason and I'd call him Jason on the radio. Oh, well, that's, that, you know, I, I think some people may think, well, I'm always having to say, you know, Foxtrot, Delta, whatever, and, you know, that's that's not the case. You're having just, you're having normal conversations for the Just having normal conversations. Uh, there's some coding or abbreviations like with any sure. industry or anything that you do that uh, you pick that up as time goes on but you don't have to use it it just kind of shortens things and, and speeds things up yeah. but uh, it's not a requirement uh, if you want to find out about amateur radio be a part of uh, the event that's going on at Sharp Springs it is July I'm sorry June 25th and 26th uh, field day is at Sharp Springs in Smyrna, 25th and 26th. Starts about 1 o'clock Saturday and goes through 1 o'clock Sunday. On Sunday, yep. So uh, midnight, overnight, too? Um, 
24 hours that uh, we'll be operating around the clock, uh, usually two or three o'clock. Some of us older group uh, has to slow down a little bit and the mosquitoes might get too bad, but uh, you know, we'll continue to operate. A couple of people bring uh, campers out and you know, continue to operate in that. So, you know, we've still got some light and air condition sometime and uh, it's a it's a great event. Uh, we'll have a big meal about six o'clock that, uh, you know, families come out and just have a, a good social time and share knowledge and operate a radio. Well, very good. I appreciate you both for coming in today, and uh, good luck on, on field day. Let us know how things go out there. Outstanding. Thank you for having us. Thank you very much. And uh, you can find us on uh, the Internet and Facebook both. Uh, just looking for Stones River Amateur Radio Club. Very good. I'll put a link on our podcast how okay. about that. Sounds right. good. Very good. Mark Swikert and uh, Jason Olam joining us here talking about the Stones River Amateur Radio Club's field day, June 25th and 26th at Sharp Springs in Smyrna. And I uh, want to thank them for joining us here on Rutherford Issues today. Rutherford Issues on News Radio WGNS.